0: thank you for listening to you can read the bible today is day 51 we're covering numbers 21 and 22 today and your hosts are dave moore and matt carter
1: this is the daily reader for day 51 numbers chapters 21 and 22 and they possessed the land this message of hope about the conquest of a sliver of wilderness brings chapter 21 to a close and forms a pivot on which the book numbers turns The slave generation had lamented that they would die in the wilderness, and the Lord had granted their wish. Those who had lived as adult slaves in Egypt, and so often longed to return there, would fall one generation short of the promised land. However, chapter 21 is a bit of a watershed, as years pass by in a blink, and Israel is victorious over their enemies. There's another change in tone that you might catch here. Did you notice yesterday that when Israel and Edom met, they were referred as he? It was as if the author was highlighting that after hundreds of years, these two brothers, once known as Jacob and Esau, still couldn't get along. That same language emerges again in chapter 21, as Israel is often used as a proper noun. Perhaps this is an indication of the nation finally fighting as one man, which would be a welcome change children of Israel sweep southward, causes some grumbling, and then move north toward the Dead Sea and approach the land of Moab. Chapter 22 begins an almost light-hearted episode as King Balak of Moab sends to northern Syria to recruit the help of Balaam, because, I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. You may recognize that language, from the call to Abram in Genesis 12, and I think we're supposed to. A plot of the story is that Balak wants Balaam to come and pronounce a curse on Israel so that Balak and Moab can defeat them. Balaam, the great prophet merchandiser, initially refuses when the Lord tells him not to go. Balak sends even more important princes and offers of even greater wealth if Balaam would just come. The Lord comes again to Balaam at night and curiously changes his mind though Balaam is only allowed to do what I tell you. So Balaam goes, only to be challenged by a talking donkey. Yes, you heard that right. And at the end of this, I promise it will make total sense. The lightheartedness is intertwined with a deadly seriousness and a masterful bit of storytelling. Notice how many things happen in threes. Question why or whether the Lord changes his mind. Ask whether Balaam is righteous or purely mercenary. Smirk not when Balaam's animal speaks, but when Balaam responds as though nothing extraordinary has happened, and wonder whether the Lord will allow him complete his assigned mission. Our verse for this week is 1 Corinthians 10.4, And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Numbers chapters 21 and 22. Now let's read it. Chapter 21.
0: When the Canaanite, the king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming by the way of Atharim, he fought against Israel and took some of them captive. And Israel vowed a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed give this people into my hand, then I will devote their cities to destruction. And the Lord heeded the voice of Israel and gave over the Canaanites, and they devoted them and their cities to destruction. So the name of the place was called Hormah, And the people of Israel set out and camped in Oboth. And they set out from Oboth and camped at Ai-Abarim, in the wilderness that is opposite Moab, toward the sunrise. From there they set out and camped in the valley of Zered. From there they set out and camped on the other side of Arnon, which is in the wilderness that extends from the border of the Amorites. For the Arnon is the border of Moab, between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Wahib in Supah, and the valleys of the Arnon, and the slope of the valleys that extends to the seat of Ar, and leans to the border of Moab. And from there they continued to beer, that is, the well of which the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together, so that I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Bring up, O well, sing to it the well that the princes made, that the nobles of the people dug, with the scepter and with their staffs. And from the wilderness they went on to Matana, and from Matana to Nahilel, and from Nahilel to Bamath, and from Bamath to the valley lying in the region of Moab by the top of Pisgah that looks down on the desert. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, saying, let me pass through your land. We will not turn aside into field or vineyard. We will not drink the water of a well. We will not go We will go by the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sihon would not allow Israel to pass through his territory. He gathered all his people together and went out against Israel to the wilderness and came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. And Israel defeated him with the edge of the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, as far as to the Ammonites, for the border of the Ammonites was strong. And Israel took all these cities, and Israel settled in all the cities of the Amorites in Heshbon and in all its villages. For Heshbon was the city of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and taken all his land out of his his hand as far as the Arnon. Therefore the ballad singers say, Come to Heshbon, let it be built, let the city of Sihon be established. For fire came out from Heshbon, flame from the city of Sihon. It devoured Ar of Moab, and swallowed the heights of Arnon. Woe to you, O Moab, you are undone, O people of Chemosh. He has made his sons fugitives and his daughters captives to an Amorite king, Sihon. So we overthrew them. Heshbon as far as Dibon perished, and we laid waste as far as Nopoph. Fire spread as far as Medeba. Thus Israel lived in the land of the Amorites, and Moses sent to spy out Jazer, and they captured its villages and dispossessed the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up by the way to Bashan, and Og the king of Bashan came out against them, he and all his people, to battle at Edrei. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have given him into your hand and all his people and his land, and you shall do to him as you did to Sihon king of the Amorites who lived at Heshbon. So they defeated him and his sons and all his people until he had no survivor left, and they possessed his land. Chapter 22 Then the people of Israel set out and camped in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan at Jericho. And Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was in great dread of the people because they were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel, and Moab said to the elders of Midian, This horde will now lick up all that is around us as the ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, the son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, at Pethor, which is near the river in the land of the people of Ammah, to call him, saying, Behold, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the earth and they are dwelling opposite me. Come now, curse this people for me. Since they are too mighty for me, perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed and he whom you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fees for divination in their hand. And they came to Balaam and gave him Balak's message. And he said to them, Lodge here tonight and I will bring back word to you as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. And God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me, saying, Behold, a people has come out of Egypt, and it covers the face of the earth. Now come curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to fight against them and drive them out. God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Once again Balak sent princes more in number and more honorable than these. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak the son of Zippor, Let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will surely do you great honor, and whatever you say to me, I will do. Come, curse this people for me. But Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God to do less or more. So you too, please stay here tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If the men have come to call you, rise, go with them, but only do what I tell you. So Balaam rose in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with princes of Moab. God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey to turn her into the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side, and when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall, so he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled. And he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. And she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to oppose you, because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside before me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let her live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now, therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So Balaam went on with the princes of Balak. When Balak heard that Balaam had come, he went out to meet him at the city of Moab on the border formed by Arnon, at the extremity of the border. And Balak said to Balaam, Did I not send to you to call you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Balaam said to Balak, Behold, I have come to you. Have I now any power of my own to speak anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that must I speak. Then Balaam went with Balak, and they came to kiriath Hazoth, And Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep and sent for Balaam and for the princes who were with him. And in the morning Balak took Balaam and brought him up to bemoth Baal, And from there he saw a fraction of the people."